It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Ross Christ. Good evening. Welcome to the Sports Fan presented by our good friends JNK Contracting. Full hours show for you tonight. Slow time in the sports world, but last night was the Midsummer Classic and the AL remained dominant over the NL in the All-Star game. We're going to take a peek back at that one and maybe give us, I guess, a prediction or two on how we see things playing out. It may be a little bit slow here for sports right now. I'm looking at the scoreboard for all sports across the world right now, and there isn't a whole lot going on. So Carl and I have come up with some top fives for you. So we're going to do our top five list. Feel free to get involved if you think you want to get involved on any of our lists. We're going to do our top five favorite coaches and our top five power rankings for the NFL coming into the next season. So if you want to get involved with that, 740-592-6646. Feel free to tell us why you think the Bengals will win the Super Bowl. Of course, we'll do sports fan trivia and have our surefire hot picks of the evening. And ladies and gentlemen, I am roasting hot. I am on fire. Carl's going to give you the stats here, but I just cannot lose right now. So whatever I give you tonight, you have to be a degenerate to gamble on it. But <laughs> but I promise you it will win. And we're not kidding on that. We're looking. He's <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel. He's I'm looking, looking at, at cricket matches right now. I am looking at right now the Copa America Femianas, the, 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 the female Copa America um, matchups, and I'm not going to lie to you, I don't know much about Latin American ladies' soccer, but I might do a little bit of research here during the commercial break and give you a winner. What, 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 is that even, can you even watch that in the United States? Is there any way to watch that? No, you could not. You'd have to, you'd have to steal something, some, some signal, and I don't promote piracy on this show. Let's get to sports fan trivia. This man has won the most wins as a coach in the NBA. Who is he? 740-592-6646. Who has the most wins as a coach in the NBA? Easy easy enough, Carl? I think I, think I know who it is. I do believe I know who it is. He's one of the few people. Well, I, I, I have an idea. You have an I idea. I have a great idea of who okay. it is. Well, I like that. Um. Let's turn our attention to baseball now, Carl, because the one sport we can report on that we kept an eye on last night was the AL versus the NL in the Midsummer Classic at the All-Star Game in Dodger Stadium. Clayton Kershaw getting the start in front of his hometown fans. However, the NL woes continue. This is the ninth straight win for the AL, and it wasn't a blowout. Three to two. It was quite close there. There were some cool little dingers, cool storylines as well. I like seeing Otani come up there. I saw his interview right before he went up to bat in English. It's great to see him really embracing America and coming out here and performing on the diamond. But, man, Carl, I know you're a Reds fan, so my, heart said, my, my head says your heart was in it for the NL, but, I mean... What can you say? The Ales certainly got their number in this last decade. Well, at least it doesn't count for real this time. <laughs> they were the whole thing after the 2002 draw. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I'd, like to see, I'd like to see them win, the National League win once. But at this point, it's just impressive for how long the American League can keep winning. Because at the beginning of this win streak, they were five games down on the uh, – they were five games down. Uh, in the whole series, you know, it was like 50, uh, 45, 40, and 2. And now it's American League, I think, are up 48 to 45. Yeah, they had a three-game lead coming into last night. Oh, so 49, 49, so, 45. So now then, they yeah. have a four-game four lead over the NL. Do you think the players care? No, I mean, I, I don't think necessarily. I, I think they kind of might have a little bit in the past when they, you know, when it actually mattered. When it mattered, you know, whoever won it gets home field advantage for the World Series. But I, I think a lot of them, I mean, like, we got the Otani interview. We got, 
you had a lot of uh, banter in between the players, and I, I, I think it's more just fun. A at this point, I would say the MLB All-Star Game is more just a fun exhibition game where you just kind of have fun. You get to see the personality of the players more during All-Star Weekend than what you do really anywhere else. You know, it, 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 what other game would you sit there and have everybody mic'd up? Uh, I forget. There was one pitcher during the game who they had mic'd up, and everybody loved it. Um, I don't remember who it was, though. We'll try to find that during the commercial break. But I think, in my view, I, I do like both the games. It's not like I dislike them at all, but I think I like the Home Run Derby more. I'm more into the Home Run Derby than I am the All-Star game. But let's recap last night's All-Star game. The man leading off for the AL was Phenom Shohan Otani. And we're going to listen to his interview with Fox before he goes out there, he calls his shot, and delivers. Let's have a listen in. What are you most looking forward to tonight? First pitch, first swing. That's it. That sounds like fun. He's 0 for 8. Off we go. First pitch swinging. Flare of a base hit into center. Otani even told him through Tom Verducci. First pitch swing. And he did. And he broke his bat. But he's got a base hit. First pitch. He gets it off the end of the bat. Pitches away. But he goes up there swinging and gets rewarded. Everybody is going to be up there. Otani, the first batter for the AL, delivering, knocking it over second base for a hit. What an absolute phenom he has been. A great storyline for him because it's really all came together for Otani this year, hasn't it? I mean, he's been a hitter. He's shown spurts of being a good pitcher. But this is the first year he's been in the league where he's been absolutely dominant at both. And that's exactly what the Angels thought that they were getting when they were getting this two-way player phenom out of Asia to come on in there and just take the fans by storm. So I love watching this story. Who knows how long he can continue to do both at a high level. Um, Carl, I don't know if you saw this one, but I wanted to play it for you, then get your thoughts. Aaron Judge obviously is a man that everyone's been talking about with his contract regarding his future with the Yankees. How long will he be in the pinstripes, the big hitting outfielder? Let's listen in, then I want to get what you think on this one, Carl. Finally, I have a, an editor, his name is Matt, and he has a son named Jacob who came up the other day really upset from his school in Astoria. He just came over and he's like, are you telling me that Aaron Judge may not be a Yankee after this year? What do you have to tell to Jacob right there and tell your fans that want you to remain in a Yankee uniform? <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to put you on the spot. I mean, we're on live TV. Yeah, no, Jacob, buddy. Um, you know, we got a lot of the great Yankees on this team. <laughs> Be here for a long time, you know. So don't don't get hey, don't be upset. Don't be upset. Hopefully you'll be a judge fan for life. <laughs> Wait, I mean, Carl, that's not that's certainly not an endorsement. I, I I saw that on Twitter yesterday. I immediately sent it to Ethan Sargent, our resident Yankee fan in these parts, and I said that to him immediately, and I just started laughing like, uh oh, uh oh. I mean, it 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 hey. It means more playing time for Joey Gallo. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, uh, I don't know if it was I, it, the way the judge made that sound is it makes it sound the contract talks aren't going very good. And there, there's been no. a lot of interesting contract negotiations going on right now. Um, so maybe judge is waiting around for seeing I, the Yankees are going to have to pay him handsomely. To keep him, especially considering, look at how much Juan Soto is going to get. And obviously, Judge isn't going to get that much, but I, I would say easily he's going to get about eight years, 250, 250 million dollars. I'd say that range is about the contract he's going to get, and he'll probably ask for a few more years of money on top of that. But Judge is going to get paid handsomely, and. Uh, the question becomes, does Hal Steinbrenner take a playbook or take a page out of the playbook of his dad and go after him, make sure he keeps him? Here's, here's the thing. I mean, let's act like we've been following baseball for the majority of our lives. Aaron Judge is playing on the team right now that is going to pay him probably the most amount of money. 
out there? Not I, necessarily. You think there's other teams out there that are going to make a better offer than the New York Yankees for their their top home run hitter? The Dodgers. I, I would say the Do- as much as I would hate to see him go to the Dodgers, I think the Dodgers can make a better offer to him. Um, trying to think who else, but I mean there there I mean there's a few other teams that you sit there because it, it's going to go down to the big market teams. It's, we could see. Hey, Steve Cohen. Could we see? Judge in a Mets uniform. No. I know that'd kill him, no, but it it, it, I, I think I, it could be a possible. If it goes to open market, there's only about four teams that can sign him. The Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mets, and then... Cubbies. No, the Cubs won't re-sign him. The Cubs just gave up their entire core. But here's what I'm getting at. All right, so you mentioned the Dodgers. You, you mentioned the Mets. Maybe they can come in and around that what he's going to get offered. But it's not going to be by much, I don't think. So it boils down to what does this man want in his next destination or his current destination? Is it his living arrangements? Is it the chance to win a World Series? And I think that's what probably it's going to boil down to because those two teams are going to offer him somewhere around the same amount of money. I mean, once you're making over $400 million, I don't think $3 million here or $2 million there makes that much of a difference. So it probably boils down to where you think you can succeed the most. And... Do you think Judge basically is looking at his career right now saying, I'm batting 277, close to two home runs in the last six years. For the next six years, I have a chance to solidify and make it into the Hall of Fame. Can I do that with the New York Yankees? I, I think there's no question he could do it with the New York Yankees. But the question remains for the Yankees, will they pay him? Because They're going to offer him what, money. Crazy money. They should. They should. And more than likely, he would take it. But I, I'm not sure. I mean, Steinbrenner has been a little bit cheap at times, uh, unlike his father. George, I mean, obviously, George, how many, how many times did George break the bank? But with Hal, he hasn't quite done that. But I, I, can't, I can't see a world where Aaron Judge is in another uniform, but... The way that sounded, he sounds like maybe he wants to get out of New York. He definitely did not. I mean, that that was a live question. It was spur of the moment. So you can really kind of see how people react if they're not anticipating something like, like that. Of course, he knows he's going up to a microphone. He's a professional baseball player entering free agency. So it could be in the back of his head. But I do think by his reaction, his facial expressions, that it looked like he was surprised by that. So you could really kind of see his natural look. And it kind of sounded like and it looked like that's a man who's frustrated with the New York Yankees. That's what it sounded like to me. I could yeah. be reading into it um, too much, but it sounded like that to me. I mean, there's been a lot of really uh, interesting negotiations. I don't know if you saw this with Juan Soto, where obviously he turned down... Because I, I think a big thing, Judge is going to want big, big money. Like, look at what Juan Soto just turned down for the Nationals. We were almost talking about yesterday. Almost a half billion dollars. Almost. Almost a half million dollars. Half billions. Half billion. billion. With a B. Billion. Yeah. Yeah, not a half million. That'd be <laughs> league minimum. But you have that. He denies that offer from the Nationals. And the Nationals made him fly commercial. They did not charter a jet for him to leave... Uh, they didn't, to go to the All-Star game, he had to fly a commercial or he had to get his own. So, boo-hoo. Well, Carl yes. boo-hoo. Boo-hoo on that, but that, that's, yeah, that's something that... Yeah, maybe you roll that, out the red carpet for someone that you want to keep. Yeah, well, that, I mean, he's already rejected it and stuff, but I, I think the key, the key point with this is the fact that we're seeing a lot more of this and I think a guarantee, all but guarantees. You're not going to see Aaron Judge. Like, we saw Chris Bryant go to the Rockies out of nowhere. We're not seeing that. We're not seeing that with Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, there are very, very few uh, teams that really can afford him. And there's only, only about 15, 15 teams in the league are really going for a championship. I mean, I, I don't even know, could Boston even sign him? I don't even know if they could. I, I don't think Boston can sign Aaron Judge. I think it's, it, it's basically the Dodgers, the Mets, or the Yankees, and maybe the outside chance of the Astros. Those are the only four teams that can really sign Aaron Judge. 
unless some millionaire comes in and buys some of the billionaire comes in and buys some of the low market teams. Buy the Cincinnati Reds. Buy the Cincinnati Reds, please. Ah, buy the Cincinnati Reds. Well, Aaron Judge's teammate is a big reason the American League won last night. Stanton and Buxton combined for 882 feet of back-to-back -back dingers to give the AL the victory. Let's listen in. That ball is hammered to left center field. Goodbye. Two-run shot. Tie game. Right up to where he used to sit as a kid coming to games here at Dodger Stadium. Field. Watch this. Hands and then gone. That quick. That's the view you're going to get from home. And you see the barrel of the bat that stays in the zone the entire time. And when you make a mistake as a pitcher, that's what the great hitters of our generation of this generation can do because they're just strong trying to lead the twins to the postseason he turns on a ball and hits it a mile byron buxton puts the ale in front two mammoth home runs stanton and now buxton well another one up in the zone but that's just strength right there quick bat and now there's no shadows so the hitting is going to be a little bit easier than it was early in the game and advantage hitters Stanton and Buxton putting the AL up. They win last night out west in Dodger Stadium in sunny L.A., 3-2. to two. The AL continues their dominance over the NL, winning their la the last nine matchups. Carl, I know tomorrow we're going to be previewing the rest of the Major League season, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on something that I read today that I just think is remarkable, and I can only... Assume the reason that this is happening because the former host of the show left us to take a full-time position with them. That's Joey Medor. The Baltimore Orioles began this season as one of the biggest long shots on the board at sportsbooks. And they were underdogs in all of their first 26 games. The Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles were 2,000 to 1 odds to win the World Series. Since then, they've gone on a tear. They won the last 10 games right before the All-Star break. They're sitting at 46 and 46, three and a half games back of the AL's third wild card. The Orioles are now down to 250 to one to win the World Series and 15 to one to make the playoffs. If the Orioles make it to the playoffs, we're not even talking about World Series. If they make it to the playoffs. Caesars Sportsbook and all the other sportsbooks out there, but only specifically Caesars, are going to find themselves in seven-figure liabilities getting paid out to the gamblers. This Orioles team, coming from the absolute bottom to going to 46 and 46 at the break, three and a half back, do you think they still have some magic in the second half of the season? Yes, and I mean, look at how... Normally when you see a lot of different teams, you see a lot of teams when they start getting hot, you see this big long win streak. I'm thinking the 2016 Cleveland now Guardians. They had a huge 14 game win streak, longest in their history. Remember the last game was an 18 inning, they won 14, their 14th straight game in a 18 inning marathon on Canada Day against Toronto. Uh, you know, that, that was the momentum they used for the rest of the season. The Orioles have that same winning streak going. You could say the same thing for the Seattle Mariners. So I, I easily think that it's probably going to, that's probably going to be the two teams it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to Seattle and Baltimore for that last wild card spot, I think, unless Boston continues tailspinning like they have. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. But I, I, I do think the Orioles will make I do think they're going to make it. I mean, they, they have finally the talent. The farm is finally growing. The seed is sprouting. The seed is sprouting. The corn is knee high. And they've got, they've got themselves a baseball team again. They haven't for the last few years, but they do have a baseball team yet again. And they're looking really good. If not this year, I think they come back next year and they get pretty close. So we'll see. Hats off to Joey Medor and company. I'm going to assume that him getting hired in the communications department is a big reason. He's a good luck charm. That we'll say that. The O's are on a tear right now. All right, let's get back to our sports fan trivia. If you know this one, 740-592-6646. This man 
has the most wins as a coach in the NBA. Who is he? 740-592-6646. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Carl, are we doing our top five favorite coaches? Are we doing our top five NFL power rankings? I say power rankings first because we can segue from the coaches into... uh, Wonderful. Yes, the trivia question. You heard it from the big man himself. We're going to come back with our top five NFL power rankings. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Dog House over on West Union Street in Athens. Progressive presents. Don't do it yourself. Okay, simple enough. Just got to get in there with my screwdriver. Do you mind handing me my screwdriver? Are you trying to say screwdriver? Well, I mean, you're saying it weird, but yeah, sure. Look, maybe we should bundle our home and auto with Progressive. We could save big and pay someone to install this for us so you don't have to pretend you can. (laughs) I know my way around a screwdriver. Oh, yeah. This is going to take a Philippe's head for sure. Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive and use the money to, you know, not do it yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates of third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. I thought learning a language would be too much work, but Babbel makes learning fun. J'aime Babel. Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, you can actually speak another language. Es como magia. Babbel isn't robots talking. You learn words and phrases from real native speakers. I was ready for real-life conversations in just a few weeks. So easy. To try Babbel free, text RADIO to 64000. Text RADIO to 64000. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. Welcome back to the Sports Fan. Ross and Carl with you up until 7 o'clock. We highlighted last night's All-Star game, the AL taking care of the NL 3-2. And it is a bit of a slow time as baseball is the only major sport running out of the big four here in North America. You know one that is kind of running, though? I believe the Las Vegas Raiders today reported to training camp. Las Vegas Raiders reported to training camp. I think the Baltimore Ravens also reported to training camp as well. So we're only 50 days away. That's right, 5-0 days away from the first NFL regular season game. So latch on to the remote. Get your couch ready for Sundays because it is shortly here. Shortly here? Let's say that again. It is coming here shortly. But now let's get to the NFL because we're going to do our power rankings. Here's how we'll do this one, Carl. Here's the Here's the established rules in the WATH studios. We're going to start from 5 to 1. We each say our 5, go back and forth, 4, 3, 2, 1. And right. I'm going to lead things off with my number 5 team. I'm going to head to the NFC North, and I'm going to say the Green Bay Packers are my number 5 team. The Green Bay Packers, of course, came in first last year in their division. They finally figured out it seems, what broken-down relationship they had with their star quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, was, and they fixed it. Because Aaron Rodgers seems happy to finish his career up in Lambeau Field in one of the smallest markets ever for a guy who seems to like the big screen. But I'm going to say it all came down to money for him. Yes. Because he lost his star wide receiver because of that, because... The Packers couldn't afford anymore to re-sign him. Some would say the best wideout out there. However, with that I said, so. with that said, Rodgers is still one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game. And I still think when you have people like Aaron Rodgers, when you have people like Tom Brady, when you had Peyton Manning, these all-time greats, they can single-handedly get you into Super Bowl contention. Okay, well, I'm going to counter that, though, because if you look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady, he had Wes Welker, uh, Randy Moss, Rob Rob Gonkowski for pretty much his entire time in New England. He had star-wide receivers. Uh, You look at Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne, one of my favorite wide receivers of all time. He had those guys when he was throwing to... He was throwing to. Counter-argument, he made those guys great. Listen, 
Wes Welker coming out of what? Was he Texas Tech? He wasn't highly touted. Julian Edelman played quarterback coming out of the MAC, and he certainly wasn't great. But guess what? He had the greatest ever throwing in the ball, and he made those guys great. Of course, Randy Moss, yes. Randy Moss doesn't need Tom Brady. Randy Moss doesn't need anyone. And go back to his days at Marshall from Pennington. But I think that guy and these type of players, these elite quarterbacks, make the people around them better. I, I, I don't agree with that. Right. I, I, I personally, I don't agree with that. I think you still need star wide receivers around you. Let, let's look, for example, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, two years ago in Detroit. He didn't, I mean, he, he was struggling. It started to look like his career was on the downturn because he had nobody to throw to. True. That was a like, bad team. Exactly. And then he goes to L.A. He has wide receivers to throw to. He does amazing. There's, like, if Green Bay had a few decent wide receivers, like, the, the best receiver I think they have on the team right now is, like, Miles Valdez-Scantling. Like, he, they don't have any good wide receivers. Like, him and Robert Tungian are probably the only two people that uh, Rodgers can throw to. They signed, they signed Sammy Watkins as a free agent. I think he signed him into a two-year deal this yeah. year. They still have Mercedes Lewis, the old tight end from Jacksonville. But he's old. He's like, he's like, he's we'll like. We'll see. I think they're number 38. five. I think he can still do it. All right, over to you, Mr. Blaylock, your fifth NFL team. Well, I, personally, I'm sitting here, I'm debating whether I should be a little bit biased or a little bit not. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the two teams it's between. It's between the team that I have my heart set in, the Indianapolis Colts and the Kansas City Chiefs. And now let me explain the Colts. Like, obviously, the Chiefs have the offense. The Chiefs have the offense. They are losing. They obviously lost Tyreek Hill, but they still have a pretty good offense. But the Colts completely upgraded their defense. They kind of struggled a little bit towards the end of last year. I really didn't like our defensive coordinator last year. Uh, now he's moved on. Matt Eberflus, he's now the head coach of the Chicago Bears, who they have an impeccable record of hiring these coaches. I don't think Eberflus is going to be very good up in Chicago because he wasn't really that good in Indianapolis. He was good at scheming, terrible at adjusting. Uh, now we have Gus Bradley I, as our defensive coordinator in Indianapolis. We completely retooled. We got Stephon Gilmore. We have everybody healthy. I mean, we are scary. We are a scary defense. Uh, I mean, I, I can't think of very many. I mean, you know, we got Ngakwe as well. Like, we have a lot of really good players on our offense. I, I, if, and this is assuming that Matt Ryan, another guy to where he didn't really have anybody to throw to towards the end of the season last year, I think he has a little bit of a career resurgence. Upgrade. Defin yes. Definite upgrade in my book. He's got an upgrade on the offensive line and an upgrade. Some running I mean, back. Running one back, the, one yes. One of the best running backs in the league. Yes. He, he's a great running back in Jonathan Taylor. And so for that reason, I'm putting the Colts number five. I'm putting the Colts over the Chiefs. I think they have the deeper and on both sides of the ball. There you have it. His number five team, his favorite team, the Indianapolis Colts. They sneak on to the list. We're going to move to number four now, and I'm going to start things off. And I know our listeners are going to say they should be number one, but I'm putting the Cincinnati Bengals as my number four power-ranked team. I think the Bengals are a great team. I love what they have at quarterback. I love what they have at running back. I love the offensive side of the football for them. Defense, mm, I don't love it. I like it. And I want to see more from Joe Burrow this year. I know he did it last year, but I want to make sure it's not a fluke for Mr. Burrow. So that's why I have them at number four. If you look at the Cincinnati Bengals last year, they didn't really start getting good for me towards the end of the season. And then they really did it. And that's, I just want to make sure the Bengals aren't a fluke. I root for Joe Burrow. I love what he stands for. I love that he came out of this area. I love what he does for the community. But I want to make sure Bengals and company have it for one more year. That's why they're on my number four and not one and two coming out of the Super Bowl. Carl? My number four is going to be Tampa Bay. Uh, I think the Buccaneers, especially with Tom Brady back, they brought back a lot of the same people. I mean, the only person they're really 
they're losing Gronk and they're losing a few uh, linemen, which are kind of important, but I, I think that they have enough of the pieces still to where there's still going to be a factor in the NFC. If Brady wins the Super Bowl after he comes back, I'm going to be so mad. I, it's the inner Colts fan in me. I hate Tom Brady. I will hate him. He is one of the, he's one of probably, I was talking about this the other day. There's probably one of, he's one of three sports people who I will hate until the day I die. Yadier Molina, Clint Hurdle, and Tom Brady. Those are the three sports figures that I will hate until the day I die. But nonetheless, even though as much as I hate him, it doesn't mean He's not a great quarterback. Mm. Peyton Manning's better. I will. I. I don't care. I don't care. Every single day, I sound like an old man yelling at a cloud. More and more every single day, that Tom Brady is still in the NFL. But I, I, Brady is a very good quarterback. They still have a really good team around him. Uh, running game might be a little bit interesting this year. Apparently, Fournette came to start. It, or he's apparently pretty overweight uh, coming in. We might have an Eddie Lacy situation. But I think even then, no matter what, uh, the Buccaneers with Tom Brady, if you have Tom Brady on your team, you're going to be around late in January. So for me, number four, Tampa Bay. There you have it, Tampa Bay. Buccaneers coming in at Carl's number four. My number three is the Buccaneers. Simply everything Carl just said. They have a lot of offensive firepower. Their defense also looks quite good as well. A lot of good players on that defense. A lot of experience on that team. Uh, Lenny Fournette, I believe his last year in uh, Jacksonville came in a bit overweight, and he dropped it no problem. So I'm not too worried about that. I have heard that as well. But they are going to be missing Rob Gronkowski. There's no doubt about it. Rob Gronkowski is a great tight end when he's healthy. But I just have quit betting against Tom Brady. I just do not do it anymore. Never a losing season. I'm not to mention all of his Super Bowls. Everything he does is from a winning mindset. I don't care if he's 44 years old going on 45. I actually like that. I think he knows how to play smarter than some of the younger person people around him. And I just don't bet up against him anymore. I just can't. It's hurt me too many times. I know what he's done up in New England, some questionable years. The the play spy gate. I actually think that was more media than anything. I think he's still a winner. I think the guy, if you were to ask NFL coaches or NFL GMs, who would you take for one season as your quarterback right now? Would you trade in your quarterback for Tom Brady? I think the majority of teams would say yes. I think the majority of teams would raise their hand and say, yes, I'll trade you my quarterback for one year for Tom Brady because of that experience. Who knows? I could be wrong. But there you have That's my number three over to you, Carl. So we flipped our four and three, obviously. For four, you have the Bengals. For four, I have the Bucks. Three, you have the Bucks. Three, I have the Bengals. I think the Bengals, they're still going to be a big, I think they're still going to be a big part of everybody's, uh, about everything in the AFC. I don't think there's going to be that Super Bowl slump that we see a lot of teams have. As long as everybody stays healthy, I think that's okay. Uh, the one thing that worries me with them is the fact that Jesse Bates might not play, but that's why they drafted Dax Hill. Hill looks pretty good. So I, I think that we'll see what happens with the Bengals, but I, I like the Bengals. I think the Bengals will still go pretty far. I, I, I think they're a lock for the divisional round, and I, I think we'll see who they end up facing in the divisional round. I think they beat the Chiefs. They make the AFC championship game. I think there's one team in the AFC that's better, and uh, we'll get back to them. But I think the Bengals are very good this season. There you have it, Bengals fans. Ross and Carl, put your team in our top five, which says a lot considering where our hearts are at. All right, my number two team, we're going to head out to upstate New York, where the Buffalo Bills come on my list. The Buffalo Bills and quarterback Josh Allen in that explosive offense have been firing on all cylinders throughout the much of last season. You saw what happened in the game between them and Kansas City. 
back and forth, one of the greatest endings I've ever seen in an NFL game, just from an offensive standpoint. If you like defense, that really wasn't your game. But I think he's going to continue to develop. Stephon Diggs is a top 10 receiver for me. Um, Dawson Knox, another good tight end for them. I, I just really like what they do up in Buffalo. I think they're well coached. I like. I think they have a real team mentality. There's no one over there that's kind of like, look at me, give me this, uh, give me the ball, I need the sack, I need my number called. They really just seem to play together. I like that. They're well coached. Josh Allen, I mean, this guy is a phenomenal talent. He's an athlete as well. He can burn you with the arm, which he normally does, but he is sneaky outside of that pocket. He can burn you with his legs as well. So the Buffalo Bills come in as my number two team, Carl. My number two team is going to be the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are obviously very good. They've got Stafford, who, as we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, he kind of looked a little bit like maybe he was nearing the twilight of his career, and he probably would have been if he would have stayed in Detroit, but got everything refreshed in Los Angeles, and he's got himself a Super Bowl ring. And I, I think that success is going to continue. I, I see no reason why it wouldn't. You still have a ton of very good players all around on both offense and defense. You still have, you know, you have the best defensive player possibly ever in Aaron Donald. I, he's, uh, he's definitely top five of all time of defensive linemen or defensive edge, edge rushers, defensive players. He's incredible. And so as long as you have that and the defense around him as they do, I think the Rams are going to be a problem. That's why I've got him at number two. Ross and Carl, giving you our power rankings for the NFL coming into next season, we're down to number one for both of us. And I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs are my number one team. And I do not care that Tyreek Hill is not there. And let me tell you why, Carl. Obviously, we know about Patty Mahomes and what he can do. I mean, there's, there would probably be no one that watches the NFL that doesn't say he's a great quarterback. So we know what he can do. But let me tell you why they're still my number one. I like the signing of Juju Smith-Schuster coming out there. I think Juju Smith-Schuster performed well in the later years of Ben Roethlisberger's career where Ben really didn't have much of an arm. So he comes in with a quarterback now that can really sling it. And Juju can do a lot of things off the ball as well. And I'll tell you another name I expect to step up this year. Josh Gordon. If Josh Gordon can stay out of a bit of trouble, which has plagued him throughout his career, and substance abuse, I think he might have more of a shot this year being with this team. And I've seen that guy make some amazing plays throughout his career. If he can get back to that type of athletic ability... Paired with Travis Kelsey at tight end, this offense is the number one offense. They are my front runner. I think Andy Reid is a good coach. I think he's done good in Philadelphia. I think he's done great out there in Kansas City. And they're my number one power ranked team. Over to you, Carl. Yeah, I could see I could see the Chiefs being that high, but a team that I can't believe you glossed over, and this is my number one team, the Buffalo Bills. Or you had the Bills. You, you glossed over the Rams? I glossed over the Rams. And wow. I'll tell you why. All right. I'll tell you why real quick. I am not sold 100%. I know this sounds so crazy. I'm not 100% sold that Stafford can do it again. That's I, understandable. I, you Strictly, I mean, you said it earlier in the show. He was out there in Detroit. He had, you know, one of the greatest receivers ever on his team in Calvin Johnson. That was He hasn't had a Calvin Johnson on his team for like five years, though. He, had, he was, he was throwing to Equinarius St. Brown. I think I just don't see it happening. I don't see them running it back again. I could be wrong, but I, they're not in my top five because of that. You're number one? Buffalo. I mean, I, 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 I don't, I, I, yeah, I think the Rams are still going to be around, but they're going to fall to the Bills. I think this is the Bills' time. I mean, you saw, look at how they're building up. They top, I mean, they lost, they got killed in the 2020 AFC Championship game by the, uh, 
by the Chiefs. It wasn't even close. You had Diggs standing on the field, you know, watching him celebrate. Then you had last year's game where they should have won that game. They really should have won that game. But I think this year they've upgraded their defense. They're healthier on defense. They had quite a few injuries on that defense last year. I think they, after that, after that defensive performance at the end, they're going to take that to heart. The Bills are going to be a machine this year. I think they're finally going to get their first Super Bowl win this year. And I, I don't even think, I mean, Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL. I say, I, I think he's better than Mahomes. More because he's more mobile. It's close. It's close. But it I would close. give the nod. I would give the nod to Allen. He's a little bit more mobile than Mahomes, and he's got such a cannon for an arm. Yes, he doesn't throw. Yes, he can't throw his sidearm, and he can't throw it like all the different ways that Mahomes can. But nonetheless, I still think that Allen is incredible. And this is why I don't have the Bengals higher, because I think the Bengals Agreed. lose. I think Agreed. the Bengals lose to the Bills. I think they would have lost to the Bills last year. They really lucked out that they didn't play the Bills. So that, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, my, my top five, Bills one, Rams two, Bengals three, Bucks four, Colts five. There you have Carl's power rankings. Mine went Packers, Bengals, Bucks, Bills, and the number one team, the Chiefs. With the Chiefs and the Bills coming for number one for Ross and Carl, going back to that amazing playoff game. When we come back, we're going to tell you our top five favorite coaches of all time. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. A relaxing drive in the country. Cornfields, rolling hills, and red barns, idyllic. Until suddenly you approach a bad railroad crossing with obstructed views. The only warning? A crossbar. With minimal signage, an accident can occur any time. But you can help. Report bad railroad crossings at angelsontrack.org. That's angelsontrack.org. Because bad crossings kill good drivers. Sponsored by Angels on Track, aired by OAB and this station. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. Welcome back. It is the Sports Fan. Ross and Carl with you for the next couple minutes. All right, Carl, we're going to boil it down to our top three favorite coaches. And I'm going to make you go fast here. Um, because we just certainly don't have, we simply don't have that much time. So I'm going to start things off. Uh, top three favorite coaches of all time. I'll, I'll start off with my number three, Jim Leland. Jim Leland. I absolutely love what he brought to the baseball diamond. Pittsburgh Pirates coach, unfortunately, couldn't come to a contract resolution. Then he goes on to manage the Marlins the next year and wins the title. Had some years with the Rockies in Detroit, but I absolutely love Leland. He yelled at Bonds in the locker room for telling him he's a diva. There you have it. That's my number three. What's your number three? Uh, my number three, I'm going to stick with baseball, and I'm going to go with Dusty Baker. I I've always enjoyed Dusty Baker. I mean, he obviously he never won it all with the Reds and kind of has this reputation of choking. You know, a few of them aren't necessarily his thought, uh, fault. We'll look at. Uh, Steve Bartman's 2003 NLCS fiasco in Game 6. And maybe that's not even necessarily Bartman's fault either. But um, nonetheless, Baker Baker's is an incredible manager, and he deserves to win a ring. He's the only thing that, like, if, if the Astros win a ring with the current core, that's the only reason why I'm going to be happy. I'll be happy for Dusty Baker, and that's it. Dusty Baker, we're going with two baseball guys, Jim Leland, Dusty Baker for number three. My number two is the man that has the most famous video game named after him, Super Bowl champion, all-around good guy, former NFL executive as well, Mr. John Madden. I love his enthusiasm on the sidelines. It looked like players loved playing for him. I loved him up in the booth. I loved his video game. I grew up with it. Super Bowl champion, uh, coach of the year in 1969, John Madden. Yeah, uh, you, can't, you can't go wrong with Madden. For me, I'm also going to go with a football coach. I'm going to go with Woody Hayes. Uh, and part of it is, obviously, you know, I'm a little bit of an Ohio State fan, and I think it's just incredible the amount of, uh, I think it's just incredible the amount of things he's done, the amount of quotes, the rug 
the rug after they lose in 1969. They, he had put a rug on the floor of the locker room. Every single time you walked in the locker room, you were reminded of losing to Michigan. Uh, the fact that, the fact, you know, him saying, I will not give a damn sent to the state of Michigan, pushing his car back to Michigan. Like, that, that in itself is incredible. And then, last of all, I mean, the I couldn't go for three quote is incredible. Woody Hayes, all-time Ohio State coach. Obviously, the end was really, really bad. Uh, but nonetheless, it doesn't take away from what an incredible um, – just what an incredible person and how he single-handedly makes that Ohio State, him and Bo Schembechler, to be honest, but how they really, that is why Ohio State-Michigan is the rivalry it is today is because of Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes, the Buckeyes great, comes in at Carl's number two. We're going down our favorite coaches of all time. It's not necessarily the best, but our favorite. And my number one is going to be Mr. Bill Cowher. Oh, the Pittsburgh's showing out. The Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> quarterback, the first quarter, the first, I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh Steelers coach, the first coach since Chuck Noll to bring a Super Bowl to Pittsburgh, what he did in his final season as becoming a Super Bowl champion in Detroit in Super Bowl 40, 40 was it? Um, but excellent coach. He embodied what it was to be a Pittsburgher. He was from Pittsburgh, grew up in Pittsburgh, came back to Pittsburgh, um, and I just absolutely loved his grittiness on the sidelines, uh, what he brought to this whole entire Pittsburgh team, playing out in Three Rivers. Excellent coach. He is my number one favorite coach. Well, my, my favorite coach actually used to play for the Steelers back in the, I believe, 70s. I think he played for them back in the 70s, I do believe. It is Tony Dungy. Oh, uh, I so mean, he... Tony Dungy, I'm going to interrupt you just real quick. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Northampton neighborhood. It's a suburb neighborhood in Allison Park, Pennsylvania. Tony Dungy was the secondary coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He lived three houses up from me. That's awesome. There you go. I mean, yeah. I mean, Tony Dungy is an incredible coach, and he's also an great incredible person. person. Uh, great, great book to read. Read his uh, memoir. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called, but it, it was. It, it's an incredible. It's an incredible book for an incredible person. I mean, obviously. I grew up, you know, watching Tony Dungy's lead Colts, you know, when I was a little guy. You know, I was like four. I don't even remember. Five. When he retired, I think. He retired in like 2008, I believe. But, I mean, he was just an incredible coach and an incredible person. And he's somebody, even, even now, I mean, he is great to watch on NBC. I really enjoy any game that they have him on. Like, I loved when they had him on Notre Dame games. They had him and Mike Tirico on Notre Dame games for a year or two, and I really enjoyed having those two on it. Quiet Strength, that's, that's the name of his memoir. But good book if you ever want to read it. But Tony Dungy, by hands down, my favorite coach of all time. There you have it, our top five, our top three favorite coaches from Ross and Carl. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will give you our surefire hot picks of the evening. Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse over on West Union Street in Athens. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Recently moved, gotten married, or had a baby? Have a new job but no health insurance? If you're looking for affordable health insurance, Get Covered Ohio can help. Some plans are as low as $10 per month. You can also qualify for free coverage through Medicaid. Make your free appointment by calling 833-628-4467 or visit GetCoveredOhio.org. Services are available in multiple languages. 
This message is supported by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, but does not necessarily represent the official views of the U.S. government. Sponsored by the Ohio Association of Food Banks, aired by OAB and the station. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J. K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Welcome back to The Sports Fan. We hope you're having a great hump day. It's 6.56, four more minutes in the show before I run off to the Athens Country Club to play a round of golf, then I'll be at Bronies tonight for their amazing wing night. I think my friend Carl will also be in there if you want to sign his autograph. Okay, it's time for surefire hot picks of the evening. I have been nothing but hot. I'm going to head to tennis because it's the Swiss Open in the men's singles at 8.30 tomorrow. You're going to have Frenchman Richard Gasquet going against the Italian Matteo Berrettini. Berrettini is the youngster in this one. Gasquet is the guy who's been there and done that. Berrettini has not won a single title to his name in singles. Gasquet has 15 ATP titles. However, I'm going to tell you tomorrow in the second round, bet on the Italian. Berrettini will get it done against the Frenchman and upset the man who has 15 titles to his name. So I'm going to take Berrettini against Gasquet. Over to you, Carl. I wish you'd quit going with tennis because I can't type those names. <laughs> Uh, for me, I'm going to go, uh, obviously, very slow night. I'm going with my uh, EPL team. They're over here playing a friendly against Minnesota United. And uh, bet the English side. The Toffees get it done. Everton, money line. There you have it. Take Matteo Berrettini in the Swiss Open over Richard Gasquet in Everton tonight against Minnesota. Some sad news to report. Tomorrow will be my last show on the Sports Fan as I'm going to be leaving Southeastern Ohio for the third time to take on future endeavors. I would love it if you would tune in and call on in. I'd love to hear from you. Let's get to Sports Fan Trivia. The trivia answer, who has the most wins as the NBA coach? Carl, who is it? Well, originally I was thinking George Carl, but then I sat there and forgot, oh, yeah, it's Greg Popovich. It's Coach Pop. He's got the most wins. He passed Donnie Nelson for it, I believe, this season. Yeah, this season. This season. So there you have it. There's your sports fan trivia answer. All right, for Carl Blaylock, I'm Ross Chris. We will see you tomorrow night.